know what I mean? And just in case. Well, yeah, and just in case, but come on. Don't say it. It's like playing beersby and not being very good at it. You're just playing frisbee. You're just drinking beer. And, and yeah, and that. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, I see uh, brown liquid in the glass there. So this is a show? <laughs> I guess. So, yep. Cherry, old-fashioned, with High West Rendezvous Rye. And Ooh. some filthy black cherries. And some bitters that I don't remember what they are. And some uh, spiced old-fashioned mix that I don't remember what it is. <laughs> You'll have to write all that in the notes because I didn't get all that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll try to remember to do that. I considered uh, having the same thing, but given my time and Siri's going off on me. Thanks, Siri. Thank you. <laughs> That's in the show. Oh, my God. Oh, this uh, We can't make this another topic, but Siri, oh, my God. What a train wreck. Uh, okay. I, I considered making it old-fashioned as well, but um, decided that I didn't have the time. So I went with a uh, Deschutes fresh-squeezed IPA, which is uh, one of my favorites at the moment. Good. Always having the fear, beer. Always having the fridge kind of beer. I've only had a sip, I promise. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's what I got going. Siri just totally threw me off. I, she just started. She just started listening to what I was saying. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about that as if there was maybe a topic tonight that we could use to talk about that. Well, you know, I, like. I know where you're going with this, but she does not count as a smart home. She just doesn't. And I guess that could be a topic in itself, but we're going to talk about smart homes, but she's not in the smart home conversation. I was actually talking about the iPhone, but I agree with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess we know how I feel about it right now. So I also have a Powerade, but I haven't mixed it with anything or diluted it, but I've discovered that diluting it with uh, sparkling water is the best way to go. Like uh, three, oh, three quarters Powerade, one quarter sparkling water it's amazing it's like the best drink ever it's like soda it's like i recreated soda only it's not as bad as soda <laughs> so it's like a sort of flat soda oh it's not sort of flat it's sparkling it's just not over carbonated yeah i guess because when you get uh when you get sparkling water from like a store like trader joe's has sparkling water and it's super super fizzy like it's too fizzy uh, Perrier, Perrier is good, and so is um, Pellegrino. Pellegrino is a good. Uh, I'm sure that's what they intended when they uh, made Pellegrino. Was oh, somebody's gonna make a, a diluted drink with this? It's gonna be great. Pellegrino, just like the, it's just water, or it's sparkling water. Because I get like the San Pellegrino. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Only it's yeah. like the lemon and the orange. Well, yeah, but they make a non-flavored one. Oh, okay, is that the same as like mineral water? Yeah, I think there's a difference, but I couldn't tell you what it is, so I'm just going with uh, sparkling water. I don't like mineral water. I think it's the minerals. I just don't like it. I mean, water, like, I'm okay with water, so I figure it must just be the minerals. Now, what minerals are they? Do you know? Do you know anything about mineral water? 
I, I, I don't. Oh, I, we're gonna have to do some homework, I guess. I guess follow up for next time. Oh, homework section in the notes. I like it. I'm gonna have to look here how to spell the shoots. All right, so follow up, which uh, I don't remember when we recorded last. I have not listened to what we recorded last anytime recently. To be honest, I'm not sure what episode this is follow up from. But apparently at some point we talked about Beats X a lot. But in the Apple world, X, pronouncing the X is just like a sin. So are they the Beats X or the Beats Beats X or the Beats 10? So I found this in follow up and I also found it in an old slot conversation that we had. And I don't, did you, you got some, right? No. Oh, okay. So the Slack conversation must have just been around the iPhone 10. And then remembering back to the Beats X and then thinking maybe we've been wrong this whole time about how to pronounce Beats X10 X. Well, I don't think for a second that we've been wrong the whole time. I just think Apple's inconsistent, which annoys me because of how much attention they pay to user experience and consistency. When you have something so blatantly mismatched like that, it bothers me. I'm going to call them the Beats 10. If they want me to call it the iPhone 10 instead of the iPhone X, I'm calling them the Beats 10. I like it. I'm I'm used to the iPhone 10, but I usually don't look at the X when I'm thinking about the iPhone 10. So I, in my head, it's iPhone 10, but still when I see iPhone with the X there, I still think they should have named it the iPhone X. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, that's like everybody in the world that calls it Mac OS X or, well, now it's just Mac OS or... OS OS 10 now it's Mac OS but anybody who's ever read it or learned what it was called from reading it nobody ever decided oh that's probably a numeral it's probably a Roman numeral there right. two letters followed by another letter that's really a Roman numeral I called it X until you lambasted me one time and then I was like oh yeah maybe it is 10 and then I started you know hearing it in podcasts pronounced the right way and I thought oh well I've only been a Mac user for you know, what like Eight years now? I figured it out, like, after six or seven years into it. Well, that's the thing about the phone. And, I mean, I guess we're going to go right into it, but it's just uh, it's just an inconsistency. Most of the people who own iPhones don't read about iPhones or listen to iPhones. They don't actually call it the iPhone ten in a commercial. They just sort of dance around sharing AirPods. <laughs> and I don't think they actually say anything. So... How would the normal person even know that? It's just, it's it's being too cute. And that's their biggest problem right now with a lot of, well, <laughs> I don't know, maybe their quality is their biggest problem right now, but they're they're too cute with a lot of things. Yeah, I just, I, I don't understand the, the bringing the 10 back. Like it, I mean, I get it's like the 10th year and they skip nine because apparently people just like to skip nine. Windows skip nine. I guess iPhone's skipping nine. Or maybe they're still going to bring out the nine, but it'll be like the lower end phone or something but the problem with text with x as 10 is and i'm not the first one to say this but what do you do next like what do you do next year or or not even next year but what do you do the next iteration are you going to call it the 11 are you going to call it the xi they didn't do that with with mac os i think i mean they're going to have to probably rebrand at this point and have the iphone and the iphone pro and the iphone pro plus I mean, the uh, the iPhone 10 model has to be the Pro model, right? 
or I mean, maybe they'll replace the old one, but you, you can't bring a nine into the conversation now. That would be ridiculous. So you think this is like a, this is like a line in the sand and like the next time going forward, they just kind of like rebrand the whole line. I never expected them to go iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 and skip iPhone 9, so I have no clue. Yeah, I thought I would have thought this year, and I think it was kind of the popular knowledge that, or I, I should say the, the popular guess was that they would have gone iPhone, dropped the 7 or the 8 or whatever altogether. So iPhone and then iPhone Pro. And it made sense with like the rest of their lines and the iPad Pro and the MacBook Pro and the MacBook. And it just, like to me, that was, it would have made sense. Well, they can still do that. There's no reason why they can't still do that. They just needed to capitalize on their 10-year anniversary and then they'll use that as the, the switching point for next the next generation. Yeah. I hope so. I, I like, I can't, <laughs> I, I like the phone for the most part and we'll get into the details here, but. I still, I just don't get the skipping nine, which happens to be my favorite number, uh, and and calling it X. And the whole, the, it was funny because the weekend before it came out, they don't call it all X. the stuff leaked. What's that? They don't call it X. Did I say X? <laughs> so the the weekend before it came out, all of uh, basically all the software stuff leaked. And so everybody's like, oh, we were right. You're like, here it is, everybody. It's called the iPhone X. And so you had the whole weekend of people calling it X. And then the event was on what, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. And everybody's like, wow, so totally wrong. Especially like Gruber made a point to call out specifically that he did not believe that they were going to do anything for the 10th anniversary thing, have anything 10 about the name. And so when it came out in the documentation as iPhone X, he was like, you know, I thought they were going to call it Pro, but I guess it kind of makes sense, calling it something else, whatever, and then lo and behold, it's 10, and then I think Schiller gave him kind of like a wink-wink, nod-nod uh, backstage because <laughs> he was so wrong on that. And he's usually not wrong on, on big things like that, but uh, that was funny, too, that Schiller gave him a little poke at the end. Yeah, but like, uh, hey, wink-wink, nod-nod, poke-poke. It is stupider than you thought. Like, I mean... <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Like, uh, we got you or ourselves or something. I don't know. Somebody's laughing. So somebody must be laughing somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, it just seems like another in a line of weird decisions by Apple. But, hey, I don't know. They're the marketing geniuses, I guess. Uh, it really ultimately doesn't matter what the hell it's called. It's the one with the notch and the one without. Yeah, so moving beyond the name. What, uh, so we both, you got yours on launch day, right? Uh, mailed to you? Yeah, I pre-ordered. Yeah. So, well, I guess we could take a step back then. <laughs> and, of course, I forgot to wake up uh, when when the pre-orders came out. So I woke up at 5 in the morning, and I think they went on sale for us at 2, was it? Yeah, 2. So I woke up at 5. I actually woke up by my phone dinging which is my work email, and I thought, what is that? And it was Apple reminding me to pre-order at 5. Thanks a lot. So I rushed downstairs and uh, ordered it as soon as I could, and I think I was out four to six weeks or something. Um, to complicate things, I had my credit frozen, which I still do, <laughs> thanks to uh, Equifax. Equifax, right? Experian? One of those two. Experian? 
I don't know. One of those two. Anyways, <laughs> um, so my credit was frozen. So I actually ordered it, pre-ordered it uh, using my wife's credit. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, then launch day came, and I was talking to a, a friend, and we just decided to go line up because we've done it before, and it's kind of fun. And So, yeah, I got mine uh, shortly after 8 o'clock on Friday, and you got yours later in the afternoon. Yeah, I got mine. Uh, we get our deliveries late. Uh, but yeah, the pre-order for me, it was easy. I was awake already. It was, uh, the day my wife decided to give birth <laughs> or rather the day my son decided to be born. Not so quickly, but yeah, so I was awake anyway. It was nice and easy since I was on the iPhone, uh, lease program, whatever. They basically just, you know, they want your money. They make it as easy as possible. Go on there to get pre-approved earlier in the day. And then you just few button taps as soon as it came available like five minutes after it was supposed to and i got mine launch day didn't have to go anywhere didn't have to wake up early i mean of course i did because i probably wasn't sleeping anyway because i don't do that anymore did you um did you do it in the phone on the app on the phone yeah i was in the hospital that was the only thing i had oh yeah i suppose yeah that the uh, uh, the store app on the phone or whatever it's called the apple store app it works really good um for pre-ordering stuff when you're in the store do you ever check out things in the store like scan the barcode and just walk out not usually. I have a lot of things to talk about when I'm at the Apple store. <laughs> like headphones, mostly? Kirk Cousins? Well, they don't really care about Kirk Cousins, but they usually talk to me about headphones or cases or watch bands or iPads or, you know, whatever. Really whatever. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, back on track. We both got the phone on launch day, which, as of now, was like a little bit more than a month ago. Is that right? I think. Yeah, probably. That's probably about right. So, so we've been living with the phone day to day for more than a month. What uh, what are your thoughts on it? So it looks like a lot like my first iPhone, which was the 3GS. Um, I've dropped it more times than my previous two iPhones combined, and I don't <laughs> think that's entirely my fault. It feels good. I'm still caseless. Yeah, me too. Even though I drop it three times a day, uh, and I haven't broken it yet. But I do have uh, Apple Care because I'm on the iPhone lease. So this is your first time on the iPhone lease program? Well, I mean, I was on it last year, and so that's why I was able to roll over it. Oh, you got on the you got on the Apple one last year? Yeah, for the seven plus. Oh, okay. So I was still on the AT and T one. Um, this is my first year on the iPhone upgrade program. So yeah, first it's my first time ever with Apple Plus. Didn't have a case on my uh, seven plus. Nearly broke the screen twice. Somehow didn't. Um, I haven't dropped this phone very much out of my hand, but it does fall off a lot of things. So I'm actually considering. I have to fly to Dallas, and I'm going to be around a lot of hard floors i'm considering going to buy a case tomorrow just for my trip <laughs> see i am actually also considering a case although just to take a step back i love the way that this phone feels in my hand especially going from the plus um when i picked this thing up i was like just in the store just when i first got it i was like this is again the perfect size and i remember when i when i had the six um going from the five to the six or the I think it was the five going from the five to the six. I remember thinking that the six was like the perfect size of my hand. And then I went up to the seven plus to get the two cameras and going back to this one, just picking up the very first time I was just like, this is right. Like I'm back home. <laughs> I have the nice camera, but I'm still like, I'm on a phone that I can hold comfortably in my hand. Yeah. Well, I didn't have the five. I went to the, I don't know what I went to. I was on the seven plus last time. I think I've said before, I was going to switch back to the normal size. Uh, so this was 
perfectly timed for me. It does feel a lot better, but I wouldn't say that this is the perfect size. I still think it's a little tall. You think it's too tall? I think it's too tall. So I was really actually concerned uh, before seeing one in person because the pictures make it look like it's super like narrow and tall compared to what we're used to. And it's definitely taller, but I don't think it's too tall. Um, I think the aspect ratio is a little bit weird in, in like it skews towards too talliness, but I don't think it's like egregious. I think it's, I think it's still a good size. So let me rephrase. I don't think it's too tall. I think the size of the phone is fine. I think the screen is too tall, but only on the sides, like around the notch. <laughs> okay. Like I would have been perfectly fine if there were no ears and the screen just went up to the notch. That's basically edge to edge. The notch is ridiculous. I hate the notch. <laughs> so the notch does not... Um, I don't have a visceral reaction to the notch like it sounds like you do. Um, I tend to be in the camp where I think it's like a branding thing, where they're doing it to make the silhouette of the phone stand out so it doesn't just look like any other Android phone. That is on par with calling it the iPhone X. <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. To, to brand it by making it less usable. Because the usability decisions they made because of this, along with the lack of home button, I think are ridiculous. The fact that, I mean, obviously they have the stats on this, but pulling down or previously swiping up to get to control center, now I have to pull down from the thing that is basically furthest away from my hand on a phone that's too tall. A tiny little portion of the corner, I have to pull down to get to something that I use or used to use all the time. I do miss Control Center. I wish that there was a different, um, I wish there was a different gesture for for, contr- uh, what do you call it? Control Center. Control Center. <laughs> I almost got Control Panels in my head. Um, I wish there was a different gesture for that. Uh, I've heard people say before, like um, if you bring up the multitasking thing and it was off to the right, kind of like it is in the iPad, like that would be much better. Um, but yeah, I. It is a long ways away. It is a long ways to reach. Um, other than that, though, does the notch really get in your way? It looks terrible. And, it, I mean, that could just be the apps. But I think the rounded corners look terrible, and then the rounded corner by the notch looks terrible. Like, there's no reason why you had to have a rounded corner there. You could have squared that off. I think that looks really bad. I think it looks really bad. Looking at it now for reference. <laughs> it's like the comic sans of phone edges. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> oh, God. That's pretty good. I don't know. I just think it looks cartoony almost to have that rounded edge up there. And it cuts off part of my, my picture. Like, just uh, make it black. I don't know. Make the uh, that part of the screen be e-ink for all I care. The time and all that stuff doesn't update that frequently. Like, yeah. make it be black with... Uh, I don't know. It just, to me, it looks really bad. And the fact that the apps haven't caught up yet, yeah, eventually that won't be a problem anymore, but it really highlights it right now. Are you saying the like the little tiny apps that haven't been expanded yet or the ones that are expanded but just don't work very well with it? No, I love the apps that haven't expanded yet. They look fine to me. They look like they're what, <laughs> that's what they're supposed to look like. It's the ones that have like this giant white banner at the top, and then it extends a little bit further around this curved notch it's just wasting like oh great i have an edge-to-edge screen but a third of it is wasted for no good reason yeah um 
So beyond the notch. Like, look at the App Store. Open the App Store. Okay, App Store app. Now, it's very important for them, for me to have an edge-to-edge display. Go into your updates. Updates. Okay. It's an inch and a half. An inch yeah. and a half of white highlighting the notch. Why? Yeah, it's crazy. When you scroll up on updates, the updates um, header like hides behind the, the uh, white thing that becomes um, like the new top header that says updates. So like that header is already there, but it's not showing anything until you like swipe up. That's pretty ugly. Right. And now, now it's an inch of my edge to edge display is not in use. Right. So it's a, a UI pattern along with a notch. It's ridiculous. Like, why are they highlighting the fact? Oh, look. Okay. So on my home screen, I can see uh, an extra quarter inch of the photo in the background surrounding the notch, but I can't see the middle part. Like, not that I have anything up there, but why? I hear you. I I do think it's I do think it's a marketing thing. Like they could they totally could have just flattened it off. Like there's not a technical reason to do it other than to be different. Well, the marketing thing is to be able to say they have an edge to edge display, right? Like it goes from every edge to every edge. Yeah, but I mean it doesn't. Like the Pixel has a more edge to edge display, right? Because the notch isn't a half inch big on it. It's it's smaller because they spread it out the whole way. Yeah, well, that'll be the first time marketing has tried to lie to you. <laughs> so what do you think about the, uh, is it a Samsung commercial where they go through like all the old iPhone, like, oh, the Samsung is water resistant and the iPhone isn't. He puts it in a bowl of rice and then he's like, he's got this dongle plugged in so that he could charge and listen to headphones at the same time. And then he walks by the store and there's the guy with the notch haircut. I hate that commercial. You like cringe every time you see that? I absolutely hate that commercial. <laughs> not because of the notch, just because like they're they're highlighting the stupidest things. Like I'm not gonna decide not to buy a phone because of the notch, but I certainly can think it's a stupid decision. Right. Um it <laughs> I, I do think they highlight like some terrible things. Like the um the fact that Samsung was waterproof before the iPhone, like, okay. I mean, I get it. The headphones thing, it's like that guy should have AirPods, right? Well, yeah, in theory, that's the point. But, I mean, I get what they're trying to, to say. They're trying to say, hey, uh, look at all of these things that the iPhone finally came around to. Samsung does everything first. Therefore, if you get a Sam- Samsung, you're going to get technology before you'd get it if you get an iPhone. But now I have a waterproof phone. Uh, a lot of phones are switching to not have an iPhone jack, uh, which I'm actually more annoyed about maybe than the notch. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's a uh, like, highlight the things you're good at without saying all oh, apples bad does the new samsung have a headphone jack sounds like homework because that'd be kind of like a dick move if they're calling out the iphone 7 for not having one <laughs> and then they took it off their phones anyways <laughs> like yeah check out this uh our our previous phone see you could charge and and listen to music at the same time now our current phone you can't but back then they couldn't and we could so ha 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 mark went up for samsung I feel like uh, Apple should make a commercial where they have a bunch of people standing, you know, like on a city street, and randomly some of them start to set on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I think of every time I see the every time I see that commercial. Until they show the guy with the notch, and then I'm like, oh, am I an idiot for having a phone with a notch in it? I mean, it doesn't matter. It just looks dumb. Like if I'm looking at you on the street using an iPhone 10, I'm not thinking about the fact that you're looking at a notch. Who cares? True. I mean, I don't, I don't like, I'm not self-conscious about the notch, but I, and I don't hate it, but it is, it is a little bit odd. And I would, I would prefer 
if they just had a little bit thicker forehead on it and hide all the sensors up there. So let's move on. You brought up the home button. So you're missing the home button? Well, it's not the home button. It's touch ID. Face okay. ID, I understand the point of it. I understand what it's going to be like in the future. But right now, I have to type in my passcode so much. I, it annoys me because the point of Face ID is supposed to be security that you don't notice. I notice it all the time. I never, I, oh God, the very few times a week where I would have to type in my password and get the little vibration telling me that I didn't recognize my finger annoyed me so much because it worked so well. It was like magic. And then all of a sudden one time it wouldn't, you'd be like, what the hell? Did my finger fall off? That doesn't happen with face ID. Face ID. It's like, oh, I want to open my phone. Uh, I have to wait for it to not recognize me. And then I have to type in my password. So the, you're, you're right. Totally. And I'm entering my password way more than I did before. Um, there's a couple things that there's, there's one major thing that would make face ID way better. Um, and that would be if it worked somehow asking it to retry. Yes. There's no way to ask it to retry. That's the thing about touch ID is they would bring up the thing and it would say passcode or touch ID. And you'd be like, Oh, I must've like had my finger on there wrong or something. Try again. Then it worked with face ID. There's no way to tell it to try again. Like, Oh, sorry. I wasn't like, you kind of know, like, at least for me, it works almost all the time, but it, it doesn't work enough where it's really annoying. Um, but when it doesn't work, I'm like, oh, yeah, I suppose I was, like, a weird angle or something. Like, I had something over my face or something, and I wish I could just be like, okay, now I'm looking at you. Like, now I'm – now we're cool. Please try again. But there's no way to do that. Like, you should just be able to, like, touch the lock. I keep touching the lock hoping that they've implemented something to make it work when I touch the lock, but it just – there's no way to do it. Well, you should just be able to keep sliding up. Like, hey, I'm still trying to get into the damn phone. Try again. Like, is that, yeah. I don't want to ask it to try again. I demand that it tries again. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's the same thing, like, if I'm just trying to look at the notifications. Because I actually do think that the the way that the notifications are hidden until it unlocks is pretty cool. Can you disable that? I think you can disable that. My, <laughs> so, I hate that because Face ID fails so much. Why? Like, it, it's actually, it's a feature that helps me realize how much Face ID fails because I'm trying to see what they are and I'm moving the phone around, trying to get a different angle, trying to find a way to demand that it checks my face again. And all I see is whatever, not available. Fuck you. Yeah. And then you, and then you have to click on it. And then when you, if you, if you're in that mode and you click on one of the apps, uh, it'll try to unlock again. Um, but I don't want to click on the app. I just want to see what the thing is. I just want to see like the preview because I don't want it. Because then what I do is I go into the app, and I'm like, I don't even know what I clicked on. And then I slide down from the top to try to see what it was. And, of course, that notification is gone because I clicked on it. So it's just, like, it's frustrating. I wish that I could just tap the lock and have it try again. Although, if I tap the lock, my hand's probably in front of the sensor, and it's probably going to fail again. Right. And if you somehow miss a, a notification, you have to unlock your phone in order to pull the notifications back up. I just want to pull it down. I'm on the lock screen. I just want to pull it down. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. It just laughs at me. You can go up for more notifications from the lock screen. Only if you have notifications, right? Oh, no. Look at that. You can. But that's – why is that? That's inconsistent. I just learned something. But, like, all I want to do is pull down. Like, that's how I'm supposed – that's what they trained yeah. me to do. Yeah, that's true. That's why I can't get the control center with the whole top of the screen because I'm supposed to be able to pull down my messages. Right. Right. So when the, when the phone is locked, uh, two-thirds of the top of the phone are completely useless. Yeah. And control center is just this tiny little thing on the right. That I can't reach because I primarily hold my phone in my left hand. Oh, do you? Yeah. I don't know why. That's what I do, though. Huh. Oh, that threw me for a... <laughs> I need a second to 
absorb that. I had never even thought of holding the phone in my left hand. Well, I often do things while holding my phone, right? So I want my dominant oh, hand okay. available to do things. Like, what do you do? Well, like, what if you're cooking and you're trying to read, like, a recipe or read Twitter while you're cooking? Like, you're doing other stuff with your other hand. You might as well use your dominant hand. You're stirring a pot. You're moving things around. I usually just sit on the counter and then curse at it because face ID doesn't work when it's laying down <laughs> on a flat surface. Exactly. And I don't know. Maybe it's because we just had a kid and so I'm up a lot at night. But that doesn't mean I want to, like, contort to hold my phone so that it's right in front of my face and have to pick my head up off the pillow. <laughs> to try and get my fucking phone unlocked. <laughs> so, um, so what, so what would you do? Would you put something on the, would you bring back the chin and put like a touch ID down there? Well, first of all, what I would do is I wouldn't release a phone until it worked better than this. I get it. You have to, at some point you have to release it to make it work better. And I get what the features are going to be in the future. Like I can imagine when you have a community iPad and it has face ID on it and your kid picks it up. And it shows them something different because it knows it's them as compared to you. Fine. Like, that's going to be great. And you have to do the shitty, stupid early steps to get to that point. That's going to be great. And the completely phantom security that people get, that's great. But right now, it's just mind-numbingly frustrating multiple times a day, like five to ten times a day when I try to open my phone and it rejects me. Yeah. I, they need. A, they just need a way to, to retry it because – it is actually pretty good when you're square on, like at least for me, it works almost all the time when I'm square on. I, I feel like to bring Siri back into this, Face ID is a lot like Siri, where when it doesn't work, you think it's your fault, right? Like I'm not holding it at the right angle. I mu I must not be looking at it right, and that's not a good user experience, right? Uh, Touch ID was obvious. And you knew that if it didn't work, it's because your finger had a drop of water on it or was wrinkled or something. But Face ID, there's just le there's like less feedback. There's less opportunity, and you can't retry. So it's like, oh, I must have done something wrong. Now I have to enter in this passcode, which, by the way, uh, if I had Touch ID, I could maybe have like a, an 8 or a 10-digit passcode. But with Face ID, no friggin' way. Like <laughs> I would never do more than 4 because, yeah, you have to enter it 5 five six times a day so you're saying face id makes your phone less secure kinda <laughs> i was just gonna gripe about something uh and so i decided to look into it and now i, I just um on the, the show previews when unlocked when i always click into that and i'm like oh it's either always or when unlocked and it's global and that annoyed me because like yeah maybe i want my email or like mm -hmm. my work email or like notifications from my bank or something like that to be secure but when the fucking Islanders score or somebody scores an Islanders game and I see a little NHL icon and it won't show me what it is. And then it tells me it doesn't recognize me and it just won't tell me which team scored. <laughs> it annoys the hell out of me, but it looks like you can go in by app and change oh, it from, nice. from uh, show previews when unlocked or always. So I have to go through every app. <laughs> More homework. I wonder if I can just set it globally as always. And then set my, let's see, I'm going to try this. It's going to be live. Live learning. There we go. Went unlocked. Just for my email. All right. Let's see if we changed it. All right. Good. All right. So now you're happy? Now, no. No more complaints about the <laughs> iPhone 10? Oh, God, no. I still have a list. <laughs> so um, I don't miss the – other than Touch ID, I don't miss the home button at all. And actually, 
switching back to uh, like use the the software implementation of the home button uh, feels really goofy to me. Cause now what I'm using is my iPad Pro, which has the old real button home button on it, and then uh, the 10, which has the swipe up. Um, of course, I swipe up all the time on everything that I use now because it's just like muscle memory. Uh, I have to think kind of twice to touch the home button on the iPad, which seems really far away because it's the iPad. Um, but I, I like the gesture of swipe up to go home. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss the home button. It was the touch ID. The, the, the two things that feel broken about my iPad Pro right now, uh, it's not when I initially unlock it, but when I go into like my bank app and it's like pops up a little modal window. It's like, hey, touch the sensor. I'm like, oh, why do I have to do this? Oh, oh I yeah. know, right? That that feels broken. And the other thing that feels broken is when I pick up my iPad and I just start touching the screen and nothing happens because it's now touched awake. <laughs> exactly. Those are exactly the two things that I can't stand about my iPad right now. Um, the touched awake is so nice. Um, you know, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work very well as far as learning any information because the phone is on a flat surface, not looking at my face. So I touch it. It's basically only good for did I get a notification or what time is it? Um, but man, I wish I could do that on my iPad. So the, the other thing, and I want to, don't worry, I want to get back to gripes. Um, but the thing that I just don't understand is they switched, was it for the seven or the seven plus or the, the seven? Yeah, it was for the seven, right? Where they switched to the non-mechanical button. Yeah. Why did they do that? Why did they, yeah, for, why did they waste? Model year? Yeah. They, they had, I mean, they must've put some effort into figuring out how to do that. Right. Like, so there had to be some different expectation than how reality happened for them to say, Oh, like face ID must be way further away than we think it's going to be. So let's put this research into figuring out how to do a non-mechanical home button. Let's waste our time doing that for, okay. It's for not just two generations of phone, but like, couldn't they have just kept it and maybe then also kept the headphone jack? Well, they didn't get rid of the headphone jack for that, did they? Uh, they happened at the same time. So I, I don't know. Probably not. But why did they do that? Well, yeah, I guess. And I think this is what you were saying, too. But um, obviously, it's still like that on the 8. So they, they are still using it. Um, I was surprised, actually, that my, my iPad Pro that I got this year still had a real button as a home button. I figured that... There must have been some reason that they did that on the 7, so clearly all new models of nice things would have this fake button on it. Well, but the iPad Pro also doesn't have Force Touch or Yeah, that's right. I think that's actually 3D Touch. Um, yeah, whatever it's called. It's the I wrong it's political touch. climate it's, to call it Force Touch. It's <laughs> Ouch. It's 3D Touch on the Mac. I think it's I think it's still Force Touch on iOS. Um, but it's consensual. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you make a good point. Like, why, why invest all the time to make basically this thing that's only going to be on your flagship phone for one year, and then you're going to move it down to your midline phone for however much longer that's still going to have a home button on it? Well, I guess the other way to look at it is instead of they falsely predicted how quickly they would have Face ID, is maybe they do have a much longer term plan for the home button. I can't imagine what it is off the top of my head, but that could make sense yeah the home button or yeah i i just like i can't at this point i can't see them bringing back touch id so i I was thinking well maybe they're still working on some other way to do touch id through the glass like they talked about but they pretty like vietnamese they pretty strongly said that they weren't they weren't pursuing that anymore vehemently because vehemently 
that face ID is so good that we realize we don't even need touch ID. We don't even need to go touch ID on the glass. So we didn't even look at that. You know, we, we stopped looking at that a long time ago because face ID was just so good. We just knew it was just the right way to go. Right. Yeah. It, one, when face ID actually works, touch ID shouldn't exist anymore. So, so you're just saying that face ID worked well enough for them to want to ship it faster than they thought. So they, you know, they ditched this thing that they worked on that was supposed to be kind of like the, the, the bridge to when face ID actually worked. Well, I mean, I, it, just make, yeah, it just doesn't make sense any other way to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's not exactly my theory. My theory is there's something. Something is amiss with the way that this happened, that they spent time and money and all this research to figure out how to do this thing that was immediately endangered and almost extinct the second they released it. Yeah, because it, it wasn't a super easy thing to do, obviously. <laughs> right. And, I mean, like, Touch ID is a security feature, uh, a feature of Face ID is security. It's not the only thing. I hope it's not the only thing that they're going to use it for. I, I always, I keep thinking of uh, Face ID on the Mac is like such a no-brainer. It'd be such a, a huge, easy win. Um, so then you get the same question, right? Like, why have the Touch Bar? Why build Touch ID into the Mac at all if you know that Face ID is coming in the next? 18 to 24 months good question good question i i I can't (laughs) i can't i can't counterpoint that at all it just doesn't make any sense i mean it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next 18 months with the macbook pros and with touch bar you know do they like backpedal hard from it do they make improvements to it do they you know i mean it's clear to me that face id is coming to the mac like it would be ridiculous for it not to right yeah, I, that's got to be a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of time. It may not be next year, maybe two or three years out, but how could it not? It actually works pretty well from decently far away, too. Like, I could be arms pretty much all the way extended, um, arm totally extended, and it shook at me, of course. I mean, the microphone mine, maybe isn't Mine works. No, it's shaking at me now. But it seemed like it was a long way away from my face earlier, and it worked. <laughs> I don't know. Um but anyways, it, yeah, they got to make it happen. Um, and it's just like they don't need a notch in the MacBook Pro to make it work. That's what you think. Well, maybe they'll add one just, just because. The notch is a feature. <laughs> they make a notch on the MacBook Pro. Is it the same size as the notch on the iPhone ten, or is it the same proportions? I would think that it's smaller because you don't need a speaker there. So it's it'd be a bump instead of a notch? Yeah. Well, it'd still be a they when without the speaker you can probably find a way to hide it better they're not going to put a notch on the macbook pro i'll, I'll go out on a limb and say <laughs> no notches on the macbook pro that's probably true <laughs> what else on the on the iphone 10 how about the uh, how about the cameras you've been using the cameras much with uh with the new one well so not to get back into control center but the one thing that i did which it seems to me like they purposely added the camera and the flashlight notification screen so I turned the camera and the flashlight off, and, and I just refused to use Control Center. Oh yeah, I I didn't I use it on the uh, what did they call it the lock screen? Yeah, I, I use it on the lock screen a lot, um, but I didn't even think to look on the notification screen when you pull down from the top. So it's nice that they're there too. Well, to I be honest, on the lock screen, why do you even bother using it on the lock screen? Just swipe left. Yeah, I think it's just force of habit. Um, the thing that sucks about swiping left is when you have a whole bunch of notifications up, you can only swipe left in one spot. Oh, yeah. 
I use the flashlight a lot down there, um, which <laughs> I know I need more smart home things <laughs> to use the flashlight less. We'll get to that. But I do use the flashlight a lot from there. Yeah, I use the um, Where, yeah, I used to use it from Control Center. So it's it's nice that it's on the lock screen, but is it kind of like an admission of, you know, <laughs> we don't know where else to put this because you're obviously not going to use Control Center because it's too far away. Well, yeah, I imagine that they looked at Control Center and said 95% of the uses are camera and flashlight, right? Like they must, must have the data on that. Yeah. And so just making those more available means the only other thing that I used to use control center for that I don't even bother using control center for anymore was audio controls. And obviously I can't open control center anymore. So I just don't go back. Yeah. I use it. I still use it to switch between, um, headphones sometimes not, not very often, but I, that's still the best way to do that. Um, unless you're in, you're already in whatever app is playing audio, then you just do it from there. Right. I, yeah, I don't switch headphones. I just plug my little, lightning headphones into the bottom of my phone and that's good um how about uh how about inductive charging are you uh are you on the inductive charging train yet i thought we were still on gripes oh sorry you got more yeah so this uh i don't use the task switch task switcher anymore i just don't use it oh really how come i have to like pull and hold no, no, you don't have to pull and hold. Well, okay, I have to either pull and hold or I have to get some weird swipe gesture up and then to the side, which works 90% of the time, but not all the time, and it's just ridiculous. It's all, Because of my philosophy of only using one screen, it's faster for me to just swipe up and then I'm already tapping where I want to tap to get to my app, and I don't have to worry about where it was recently used. I know where it's going to be because it's always in the same spot because I put it there. Do you use the, um, the swipe... Uh right on the bottom of the screen because i use that a lot what do you mean so on the very bottom of the screen like where the um indicator is swipe right from that to go to like your last app i never use it did you know about it no it sounds familiar but i don't think i ever knew what they were talking about but no i don't are you using it now are you trying it now yeah will you use it maybe but probably not because i already have this to swipe up and go to my app that i want i don't have to worry about what the last app i used was yeah i don't know that's a weird uh, it's I, I might uh, now that i know about it i'll try it but it's still just like swiping aimlessly looking for something that i recognize whereas if i swipe up i can just go exactly where i want to go i mean you shouldn't do it more than like twice like basically i do it oh i was just in messages and i want to go back to messages kind of a thing um but yeah it's not like swipe 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 oh yeah there's whatever i was looking for um, if it's not like the last two things that i use then i don't do it but actually now that you mentioned it, I don't use the app switcher very much anymore at all. Um, I can't remember when the last time I actually used it was. Usually if I know that I use something the last two or three apps, I'll just swipe on the bottom a couple times, and if I can't find it, I'll swipe up. And uh, Right now, swipe up and then swipe down so I can search for it because my home screen is just a complete mess, especially with all the new stuff that I've been doing. <laughs> just complete mess i've been using spotlight more than ever because i have no idea where anything is on my phone yeah you got to get down to one screen maybe two maybe two. Oh, maybe two i'm just saying for you maybe oh maybe okay, two. okay 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 <laughs> i don't okay. expect you to be a one screen power user right away not right away no i got a ways to go that's still a topic for another show <laughs> so my last gripe yes my last gripe that i can think of off the top of my head so I said it earlier, this thing falls. I have to believe that the rate at which this thing falls is a feature that they purposely built. This thing, I put it down on a flat surface and I stop paying attention to it until I hear the thud. 
I put it down on the arm of the couch where I always put my old phone and I'll be just sitting there watching TV and then it will fall. If I put it in my side pocket, which I used to put my 7 Plus in my back pocket, now I put this one in my side pocket and I wear shorts. I don't care this December. It falls out of my pocket on the couch. It falls out of my pocket on the chair. It falls out of my pocket in the car. I could put this thing down anywhere and it would fall. I could put it on the floor and I'm pretty sure that it could fall. This thing will fall off the floor. This thing will fall off the floor. So I've had the same experience and I can't, I don't know why it doesn't like, I can't get it to compute why the, it's not the vibration. Like it's not vibrating off things. Cause I have a little windowsill uh, next to a chair uh, at my house and I put my seven plus there all the time. Obviously it's bigger than this one. I would have expected that one to be more uneven on this surface little windowsill, but this thing's fallen off that thing twice. And luckily for me, my chair's like close enough to the wall that it gets like trapped between the chair and the wall and doesn't hit the floor and shatter into a thousand pieces. Yeah, I mean, we got new phones. We had built-in behaviors that our previous phones taught us that we just didn't unlearn overnight. And you try to do the same exact thing with this phone that you did with that, and you end up with a result of it falls on the floor. <laughs> Is it the camera position? Is it like the camera top and bottom? versus the camera side to side you know the little table shuffleboard game where depending yeah. on how much sand is on the table depends on how much that thing slides that's what this phone is it's like the same thing you put it down and there's like a slight vibration somewhere on your block and it starts to shift <laughs> we're in we're in the twin cities and there's an earthquake in mexico city and my phone's on the floor exactly it's i don't know what it is i have not figured it out yet i I mean, we can talk about the position of the camera, another notch, a three-dimensional notch, if you will, <laughs> that makes my phone not lay flat on a surface. Right, and that's, that's the only reason why I would consider a case, is to get rid of the, the, the notch tapping. What, what would you call that? The, the notch uneven, or the, uh, the, bump, the bump unevenness. Yeah. Um, and that is very annoying, but like... It's been here for since the six, right? It's just worse now. Yeah, it feels worse. It does feel worse. I I think maybe it's the maybe it's the glass that makes it slippery because I think the glass actually feels better in my hand as far as grippiness, but maybe it's worse on every other surface that I lay it on. Yeah, it, it certainly could be. Except for it's not like I never laid my phone face down before, and that True. had glass and it didn't have this problem. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. But the best thing I can say about this phone so far is it's durable. <laughs> so, yeah, I bought an inductive charger. Oh, you did buy one? Yeah, because, I mean, why not? Yeah, okay, so what do you think? Wait, where? first of all, where is it? It's on my nightstand next to my bed. Okay. Um, I bought the recommended one from my sources. It uh, does not have a super bright light on it. It's not slippery. It's got some grip, so I've only knocked it off there one time while I was sleeping and then had to dig behind the bed to get it. That's the uh, that's not the Belkin one. That's the other one. What's it called? It is not the Belkin one. <laughs> we need some. We need a common man music here. I know which one you're talking about, and that's the one I was gonna get too. Mophie, the Mophie wireless charging base. It's black and it's got a little sort of padded top does work with a case it's uh there's certain thickness that the case needs to be and it still works oh so it'll work with the leather case even if the leather 
case, I, I imagine any Apple case will meet the thickness required to be able to charge through it, according oh, to nice. the guy that I talked to, which means that it's possible that any watch bands that they released with the new watches that don't open in the middle are thin enough that you can inductive charge on the new air power mat when it comes out. Uh, interesting. Except for probably the metal ones. I don't know. I would assume that they've thought of this. Uh, you'd hope so. We do have uh, iPhone 10 that's spelled X with a notch, though. So but the thing I'm not sure, with the emergency uh, release that they had to do um, last week, they released the fast charging. I don't yeah. know if this is ah, quick charging speeds with up to 7.5 watts of power. So I guess this uh, has high-speed wireless charging. But I only yeah, charge it when I go to sleep, so it doesn't matter how fast it charges. So the high-speed charging, I think, gets up to 7.5 watts, whereas the other one is uh, 5 watts. So it's, I guess, like 50% faster, but um, it's still not as fast as the if you plug it into like an iPad brick. Right, which... I left in a hotel room. <laughs> I have one of these. Um, an- I don't think I've talked about this on here before, but I have one of these anchor uh, five port um, plug into the wall five port USB chargers, and one of them is like a certified fast charging one, and charges my phone and my iPad pretty fast. Um, I bought it so that I could bring it with me when I travel, so I only have to plug one thing into the wall, and I can plug in my phone, my watch, my iPad, my bike speedometer or whatever i have um it works really well um anchor makes really nice stuff yeah i don't have any anchors i'm glad that you can charge your bike speedometer with that i feel like there should be a way that you could plug it in and generate power on the bike for that oh that, that'd be you won't want to lose friction to i mean <laughs> you shave down like milligrams of weight you don't want to start losing friction to your gps so so you just lay it on it's just on your nightstand back to inductive charging and like, do you love it? Is it just like, okay, what's your, yeah. where are you at with it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, if, I, I can't imagine how I would break it, but if I broke it, I don't know that I'd run out to get a new one. But it's nice. You know why it's nice? The number you one, have to plug in your little wire? The number one reason why it's nice is because I can <laughs> lay my phone on the charger and plug in my fucking headphones. <laughs> why do you still have wired headphones after all these shows that we've done? <laughs> they work. Uh, I use my AirPods. I just one AirPod in, one ear on the pillow, one ear up in the air with the AirPod in it until I fall asleep. And I find my AirPod in the morning behind the bed. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I actually was was not planning on getting one. Uh, and then I heard some people talking about like just how convenient they were. Um, and now every time I plug in my phone when I go to bed, I'm just kind of like, oh, I can't believe I'm still doing this. <laughs> Need to get what's it called? An, a mochi mochi charger? What's it called? The Mophi? Mophi. Mophi? Yeah. Okay. Mophi. Gotcha. So the thing about it is like the air power thing seems cool where you can charge multiple devices and you can buy AirPods, the, the new AirPod case, and you can charge your watch and whatever. But it seemed like it's gonna be your base station. It's gonna be at home. You're not gonna take it traveling, right? I mean maybe instead of taking three different cords with you. But I mostly charge my phone overnight. I'm not going to put it in a central place where Emma and I can both throw our phones on there when she gets an 8 or a 10 or an 11 or a 9 or a Pro. Uh, I, like, we're not just going to throw it on there because if we're home, we have our phones with us. You never know when you might need to take an important call or get an email. I think that, like, the inductive charging will be nice when it's ubiquitous 
and there is you know one in your car it's like gm cars now a lot of them have the chi charging in there there is one in every rental car that you get there's one in your hotel room there's one at starbucks um where you really you're not even thinking about charging your phone anymore you're just like even at night it's just like your phone basically always has a full charge because every table that you're on you're just putting it on there and you don't even need to travel with chargers anymore because every hotel room you go in has them in a little nightstand next to you. Right, like all the hotel rooms that you go to have places to plug in lightning. <laughs> yeah, they, all, they still all have the, what is it, the 15-pin or the 30-pin? Yeah, the 30-pin iPod docks. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> great. It's a great world that you're thinking about when my son is old enough to vote. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, like, if I got one, I wouldn't plan on, on traveling with it. And this is actually where I thought you were going, is the air power seems really cool to me but is it going to be worth 150 dollars or whatever it's going to be co- whatever it's going to cost because it's probably going to cost like that much or around that much when the mophie one is what like 30 dollars 60 oh it's 60 the belgian one's 30 dollars or something then they there are some cheap ones but yeah like are you going to get this thing that costs whatever it's going to cost it's going to be expensive just to have on your nightstand and use it once a day when you're sleeping i don't know I mean, you could just get the $60 one, right? Yeah, but then you can only charge one thing at a time, so you got to get three $60 ones. So it'll probably be about $179. Well, you get the $60 one, and then you get the inductive charging uh, charger that your watch comes with, and then you just plug your AirPods in like once every other day at your desk for 20 minutes. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'll get one, but <laughs> I won't like how much they cost. Yeah. I don't think it'll be worth it, but that's not going to stop me from getting it. It's never stopped me before. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the point. It doesn't matter if it's worth it or not. You're trying to live in the future, in a future that you think makes sense. And so you spend $60 to get wireless charging. Yeah, I think it's a good Christmas slash birthday present for me because I don't want to spend my own money on it, but it would be nice to have. You want to have a quick Kirk Cousins recap? He's still good. Um, you think Washington's going to pay him next year? No. I think uh, he's either going to be my quarterback or your quarterback. You think so? I think uh, he'd be better off on the Vikings than on the Jets. Well, most people would be. <laughs> right? You're, you're, you're not saying from a system perspective. You're just saying, like, the Vikings have a better team to go to. Yeah, yeah. They, I, For as good as I think Kirk Cousins is, I think he needs something around him. I don't think he can make a team. And right now, he'd be, have to make the Jets. And so they would yeah. drag him down. I think the Jets are a year or two away from being a situation that would be good for them. What about uh, Kansas City? Didn't you say something about Kansas City? No, no. Or am I just looking at? Oh, I'm just looking at. Uh, I'm just looking at KC on the page here, and that's Kirk Cousins. That is Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, it will be San Francisco, but they traded the second for Garoppolo. They're going to resign him. He's not going anywhere, so Cousins is likely not going there. Uh, Jacksonville, maybe. Uh, Does he want out of Washington? I mean, wouldn't you? At this well, point? I mean, yeah, at this point, the way that they've treated him. Right. I mean, all, I mean, they've paid him plenty of money, but they've been doing it in, like, the worst fashion possible. Yeah, they've been reluctant to give him a long-term deal because they don't believe in him. Why would he want to stay? Right. Also, they're, Dan Snyder, like, I don't think a lot of people really want to play for him. Right. Yeah, they're going to be in trouble because, like, they got a lot going for him other than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, uh, they have good talent. I mean, I don't know if Jordan Reed's coming back. Uh, Doxon's pretty good. Crowder's pretty good. Um, Samaje Piran looks pretty good. They're good around him. I mean, they got Norman on defense. They 
they could be decent, um, but not. Yeah, but then who are they? Gonna, if like if they don't have him, who are they going to have? Well, they right, need a quarterback. Right, Eli Manning maybe, but he oh might go God. to Jacksonville. Is he going to play next year? Probably. Maybe maybe they'll get Bortles. Is his contract up? Uh he's due eighteen million dollars next year if Jacksonville decides not to cut him. Okay, that seems kind of steep. So you're looking at it. There could be like a pretty big shakeup next year in in quarterbacking. There's going to be a lot of quarterback. I mean, Alex Smith could be available. Kirk Cousins. Uh, Case Keenum could be available. Josh McCown could be available. Somebody's got to go to Denver. Norm's available. <laughs> Sam Bradford's available. Mark Sanchez is probably going to be available. Um, I can't think. The, Mike Glennon's probably going to be available because I doubt that the Bears aren't going to cut him unless I guess I don't know what his contract looks like. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of second-tier quarterbacks available, and that means somebody will overpay Kirk Cousins because I, I just don't think the Redskins can afford to give him $30 million next year. Yeah, they, they shouldn't keep franchising him. <laughs> and... I, I, I think you're right. He's not going to sign a long-term deal there when he can sign a long-term deal for the same amount of money or more somewhere else. Right, and it's just a matter of whether he picks the right situation or not. I, I personally think Washington might be the best situation for him. Uh, Minnesota would be good, but the fans can't seem to give up on the fourth-year quarterback they drafted a while ago that hasn't shown that he's a quarterback in the NFL and also missed a year and a half with a, I think they replaced his leg. <laughs> he does have an artificial leg now. Is Keenum coming back next year? I don't think he's in a contract. Well, he's not. No, he's he's a free agent after this year. But like, are they going to try to sign him? I don't know. If you're Case Keenum and you can sign in a place where they keep talking about how they really want Bridgewater to play, or you can go to Denver, where all you have to do is beat Trevor Simeon. I mean, wouldn't you try to maximize, get a three-year contract somewhere? Yeah, I mean, he's grown on me a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Um, if he wins the Super Bowl, they'll bring him back. He's gotten a little bit more comfortable. Even like even when he was winning games, he was looking not very good at times. But um, I think he's he's settling into it a little bit now that they've won seven games in a row. Yeah, without their first round court, uh, running back that tore his ACL, um, he's making continuing to make some overachieving wide receivers look good. Yeah, yeah. I mean the defense helps. But, oh, for sure. But it, I mean, like it's the same thing. Look at Jacksonville. They're achieving all that they're achieving despite their quarterback if you added a good quarterback to the mix like they people would actually call them the super bowl contender i don't know Mm -hmm. if that's eli manning i don't know if that's kirk cousins but same thing could be said for the vikings like they have a good infrastructure in place especially on the defense maybe add a good quarterback and case keenum's been great but he's going to turn into a pumpkin at some point yeah probably be nfc championship game (laughs) been there done that well i mean it might be week three next year look at bradford oh god he had, his week one was so good, <laughs> and then his leg just fell off or something. Still, nobody knows what happened to Bradford. I think he gave his leg, the bottom half of his leg, to uh, Teddy. The timeline does fit.
we could try to record again uh, before the end of the year. Yeah, shouldn't be a problem.